0: I'll go where you'd lead me, Lord. Today, that's down here. We're going to try down here this morning. That, that's, that's a long ways from here to there. So I, I felt uh, pretty far away from the crowd the last week. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Those in the balcony, you may have to adjust. But I think we're good. It's, again, it's so good to see you. Our mission statement, love people, teach the Word, live the journey of christ and sharing our lives together we talk a lot about the journey with christ and and that's true but but this idea of journey is very very purposeful very very specific we've got detailed plans we we know the map along the way today i'd like to suggest another means of travel (laughs) the idea that maybe part of our journey is not as planned out as we think it is or that it should be, but maybe we are a people called to wander as well. So let's explore that idea today. My family and kids can tell you about some of our journeys together and how they felt a little like we wandered a little more than we should have. One of my favorite wandering experiences is one of their, their nightmares. We uh, we went to uh we hadn't taken the kids to Mount Rushmore. Now, this was several years ago. This was still when we, the six of us, could fit in a minivan with two sets of golf clubs. One was adult, one was a, a, a kid's set of golf clubs. But we could pack that minivan. Uh, of course, Gay and I had plenty of room up front, and the kids were like they were squashed. Four kids in a minivan with, with suitcases, golf clubs, and the whole bit. And I had planned out the first part of the journey. I had found a place. We could drive kind of this north-central um, Nebraska and found a place to stay there. And, and we could get there early enough where I could play golf. And, and the kids could, and they could go to the store or whatever. Um, and so we went and we stayed. We had a great time. Will and I got to play golf. And uh, we got up the next morning. And we made our way to, to Mount Rushmore. And that was right in the National Treasure, the second National Treasure movie. And so the kids were so pumped and excited about going to to see Mount Rushmore. And we had a great day and, and we finished up and we thought, you know, someone was talking about the, the crazy horse monument and the, the sculpture. So we went over to the crazy, just spontaneous, uh, just to go and check that out. And and um, we watch that. Well, we get there, and we discover they have a laser light show at night. Well, it doesn't get dark till 10, but we decided we'd stay because we were just being spontaneous. We were wandering through South Dakota, and uh, so we went, and, and uh, well, where were we going to go now, Dad? We were we going to stay. Well, Dad didn't have a hotel for that night, and so we thought we'd just, I said, we'll just drive into Rapid City, South Dakota. It's a good-sized good size town, and And, you know, there's nothing ever going on in South Dakota, in Rapid City. And so we drive in, it's midnight. There's still people on the streets. And, you know, I'm the king of the app. I can find the hotel deal on the app. And So I've checked all my sources and not really finding anything. And uh, we drive into Rapid City. And what we discover is that Taylor Swift had a concert there that night. (laughs) And everybody who lived in South Dakota, North Dakota, and Wyoming... We're all in Rapid City, and there was not a hotel room to be found. So uh, our last stop out of town, it was like 12, 12.30, and we were getting up in the morning. We were headed to Kansas City. Uh, Tiffany, I, I shared with her, Tiffany was, was working there, and, and she had been working with Morgan and giving uh, lessons and things. So we had made plans to be in Kansas City that night. So we, we had a journey, but we were wandering a little bit. So we stopped at the last hotel, which was an, had an indoor water park. And you could just see the kids' eyes light up. Wow, Dad, we can stay here. I'm thinking, it's 1230. We need to leave about 8 or 9. And if we stay here, we're in trouble. Well, I walk in. I said, maybe we can get a cheap room. Walk in. And she goes, that'll be $250. And I said, for six hours? No way. I said, don't you have a cheap room? It's like 1230. Nobody else is coming. Nope, sorry, sir. So we head out. And I just said, "We'll, we'll find something. Well, I hate to tell you, if you've never been on I ninety, <laughs> there, there's nothing once you go east from Rapid City. <laughs> um, and so every 20, 25 miles, uh, we'd pull over and there'd be a little mom and pop hotel room. Well, it was, it was, they were all packed too. And Gay said, "We're not staying here." I said, "We got to find somewhere." Oh, we just go. They were all packed. So we're adventuring, we're wandering on through South Dakota, and finally, about four o'clock in the morning. Um, The I-90 was under construction, we were driving in the right lane, and the left lane was under construction, had all the cones, and so we passed two deer and a buck in the passing lane of the highway at about four in the morning, and I decided, you know, it's time to stop. So we we pulled over into a little rest area, and of course, the kids were, they were asleep, they didn't know what was going on. Um, Gay said, are you sure about this? I said, I'm done driving. (laughs) Uh, So that was part of our wilderness South Dakota Wandering Adventure. We've all wandered, haven't we? I love J.R.R. Sounds like you should be writing pirate movies, R.R., right? But he didn't. He wrote uh, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Beautiful thought poem that is a part of the Fellowship of the Ring movie. He writes All that is gold does not glitter, not all who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. The poem goes on a little bit further, but I wanted to to share those four, and I want us to focus today on this this middle passage that says, not all who wander are lost. You see, in, in Tolkien's words here, he confronts many of the assumptions, many of the prejudices and misunderstandings that we have of life. Likewise, our scripture, our Bible, confronts many of the worldviews that we encounter in our world, and scripture offers us a new way to live, a new way to understand and to experience life. And so today I want us to to not just look at Christianity as as a journey that we would trod, but also the elements of wandering. Now, first we have to affirm and understand that that wandering in the Scripture is often a result of our sin and of our lostness. Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Well, why? (laughs) Because we're the lost sheep. We think of the prodigal son and his wanderings, forsaking all that was at home to go and to wander. To, to spend his inheritance, to seek pleasure. We wander when we find ourselves bored. We wander when, when we really haven't discovered what our, our life purpose, our life direction is. We wander sometimes because we have no home. We probably all know folks. We may have folks in our own families that, that don't feel welcome at home for, for various reasons, whether it's their own perceptions or, or whether it's because of the, the brokenness and alienation that their own actions have caused. And so without a home, what do they do? They, they wander. They wander through lives. We wander because we're trying to get away from someone or something. We wander We wander because sometimes we kind of know where we want to go, but we just don't know how to get there. So we wander. We wander and often find ourselves just trying to survive life or squandering life in the pursuit of pleasures in the wildernesses that we go. This is the wandering that I would call the wandering of brokenness, of hopelessness of despair I think this is the kind of wandering that our nation is experiencing today and therefore many of us as citizens of this nation you see we as a people are in the wilderness of disease the wilderness of racism wandering lost desperately trying to arrive at our destination yet unsure of where that destination will take us. We have fear. We have unrest. We have unsettledness as each day we wander and wander. Yet, as I alluded to earlier, there's another type of wandering that's found in Scripture. It's what I would call a divine wandering. A wandering that's initiated by God. A wandering in which God invites us to participate. It's a a purposeful wandering that takes us, yes, it takes us through the wilderness, but it takes us through the wilderness on our way to a new and promised land. It's a wandering that requires faith, trust, obedience in the Lord. And also with those that God would have you to travel with. To wander with. One pastor wrote this, he said, a Christian is a person who has no right to ask where he or she is going. If faith can see every step along the way, it cannot be faith. Sometimes the way in which the voice of God calls us is the way of not knowing where we are going. This This kind of wandering, I believe, is is the kind of wandering that the church is being called to. Especially the church in America for today. It is a wandering that we first see in the life of Abraham. Hebrews 11 is that great New Testament passage that talks about the faith of those who've gone before us, the the faith of the patriarchs. Listen to what verse 8 says in Hebrews 11. It says, By faith, Abraham obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Are you familiar with Abraham's story? Let's turn to Genesis chapter 12. Abraham is, is the patriarch of our faith. Abraham is the one in, in whom God covenanted, certainly to bless he and his family, but, but God's purpose was to bless Abraham and his family so that through Abraham, God could bless all of us, you and me included, that God could bless all of us with salvation, salvation. So let's read, and, and we're going to pick up a couple of verses just, just before chapter 12. Um, Terah, who's Abraham's, Abraham's dad, Ab- Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his godson, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur of the Chaldees. Now Ur of the Chaldees is, is in modern-day Iraq. And what it looks like is that they followed the, the, the trail, the path of the Euphrates River, kind of north and west. And when they arrived, it says that they were going initially in order to enter into the land of Canaan. But Terah stopped when they got to a place that became known as Haran, which is the name of one of Abraham's brother who had passed away, Lot's father. And there in Haran, Terah and his family stayed They set up life there. We pick it up in verse 12. Now, after Terah, Abram's dad, died, now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you I will curse. And in you, in you Abraham all the families of the earth will be blessed. Abram was 75 years old when God came and gave him this promise to go. Isn't that great? Abraham? Abram You're 75 years old. And here's what I want you to do I want you to leave everything in your life that's familiar to you. I want you to leave your country, your people, your father's people, your father's household. And here's the deal Abram wasn't given a map, he was given a promise. He wasn't given a down payment on all the riches that he would have. He was invited into a covenant with the Lord. He was promised that he would become a great nation. Abram was childless. He was promised that all the peoples of the world would be blessed through him. But first, first, Abram had to go. He had to pack up and he had to leave. He had to leave home, he had to leave everything that was familiar. And he had to embark on a journey, on a wandering, that would take him to a new land and to a new future. And verse 4 reveals the depth of Abram's faith. The Scripture indicates without pause, without hesitation, so, therefore, Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. By faith, Abram said, sure, Lord, if this is what you're calling me to do, then I will go Abraham left the left that place as the Lord told him he did not know where he was going but he knew that the Lord was going with him and that the Lord would be showing him the way Abram set forth on a new life a new life to a promised land where he would be blessed and where he would become and be a blessing and as we read the rest of Abram's story in Genesis and of his people in the Old Testament, what we discover is that God went with them in this divine invitation to wander. And throughout Abram's life and throughout the lives of his, those that came after him, God revealed Himself to this people. And that revelation continues to be a blessing to us. 2,000 years later, guess what happened? God fulfilled Abraham's covenant through Jesus. 2,000 years later, Jesus walked the dusty trails and paths of the promised land, working and moving towards this gift of salvation that would bless all people. Like Abraham, like the covenant with Abraham, this new covenant with Jesus, this new covenant of salvation also requires us to leave and to go to a land that we do not know of. Think of it this way. Think of of this idea of repentance. Repentance is the act of leaving our country, of leaving our people, even of leaving our father's household for a new and promised land the promised land is the kingdom of god it's the kingdom of love it's the kingdom of justice it's the kingdom of redemption through god's mercy it's the kingdom that offers eternal life and while we certainly can taste and experience the kingdom of god in this place we will never fully arrive thus the call to journey the call to divine wandering now listen we we are not in search of the kingdom of god rather we are ambassadors of that kingdom called to wander to represent and to bless the peoples of this earth we, we've read it already but but let me share again this foundational passage in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20 sometimes we call it the great commission it's the instructions of Jesus as he's he's ushered in his kingdom as he's brought this gift of salvation to all of us he says to his disciples all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me therefore go I think we understand the, the meaning of this word is is as you are going the implication is you, you're going, you're you're journeying, you're wandering already. You're you're moving, and you're to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, baptizing. We we have to bat, what does that baptism re- refer to? I think we, we talked about it a little bit last week. We our minds immediately go to the, the water baptism that reflects the spiritual reality the reality of our cleansing, of our being made new and fresh and whole again. We're we're to go, as we are going, we're to to bring cleansing and healing, not through our own power, through the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're to go and to, to baptize, to bring this gift of salvation, of healing, and then to teach, to instruct, To offer a witness and example of obedience in all that Christ has given us. And surely the Lord promises that he will be with us even to the very end of the age. So let's remember that like Abraham, in order for us to experience the blessing that God desires for us to have, we must go. If we choose to stay put, then guess what? We're going to miss out on God's blessing. If Abram would have stayed put in Haran, he would have missed all that God had for him. The blessing was in the journey, in the wandering. We must, as Acts 1 says, we must wander into Jerusalem, into Judea, into Samaria, and into the remotest parts of this earth. And we wander as witnesses to God's work of salvation. And we wander in His power and in His authority. For not all who wander are lost. Over these last weeks and months, we've become more and more aware of our wandering as a nation. First, COVID-19 has sent us into a, a wilderness of wandering, an unknown wilderness. We have wandered through social distancing, through face masks, through quarantining, through taking your temperature, through staying at home. Businesses have closed. Unemployment has soared. Billions of dollars of debt has been accumulated in order to offer relief. We're, we're wandering. COVID-19 continues to pose serious health questions and concerns as we learn daily more and more about how we can prevent it. We learn more about its devastating impact upon our bodies and certainly how we can treat it and how we can can work towards a cure. Schools and universities wander in their attempt to consider all the possibilities and contingencies in order to resume classes in just a couple of months. 60 days out, does anyone does anyone really know what the first day of school will look like? You see, we're wandering, trying to find our way. Secondly, we have recently been reminded of the long wilderness wanderings of our nation in the area of racism I believe that as a a people we have seen the promised land listen to the words of the declaration of independence we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty the pursuit of happiness Our pledge of allegiance ends with this proclamation with liberty and justice for all. Yet, we continue to wander in the wilderness. We as a people have struggled to realize and to live out these simple truths that all men means all men and all women. That all men and all women means all men and women regardless of the color of their skin. I just this weekend finished reading a book on on Sitting Bull and Custer and the Battle of the Little Bighorn. It's filled with, with racist, the, the racist worldview and, and ideas back then surrounding the relationship with Native Americans. All men, all women, regardless of the color of their skin. The wanderings of our nation have been and continue to be difficult for us to watch over these last months as politicians, many of them, continue to play politics. As our citizens have wandered the streets of our community. Yes, some peacefully protesting. Some, yes, generating healthy dialogue and interactions as we try to continue to walk forward and live in to the reality and the promise of who is a people we say we want to be. But we've also seen how others have seized this moment through vandalism, looting, stealing, and other ways in order to, um, to push forward their polarizing agendas. You see, these are the wanderings that are initiated from fear and from despair and from brokenness and from injustice. These are the wanderings of a people who cannot find their way. So, church, today, in the Spirit of Christ, I would like to offer this question this question for us, for God's people. Could it be, could it be that at the heart of our nation's dysfunction, is a church that refuses to wander with God. What our nation needs today is a church willing to go forth and wander. You see, we have become comfortable and content behind the walls of our churches and with the people who look and think like us. Yes, we open our doors to anyone that would wander in, but we hesitate to wander into the wilderness of our world. And the truth is, church, that fewer and fewer people are wandering into places, churches like this. Over these last months, our churches have been closed. Yet the work of the church has continued because what we've discovered is the work of the church isn't dependent upon a building. The work of the church is sitting in the pews. (laughs) It's you all. It's us. By necessity, we have wandered into new ministries and new ways of strengthening our fellowship, new ways to worship as a congregation. The wilderness season that we are in is a reminder of our divine call to wander, to wander with our families, to wander with the peoples of our neighborhood, of our communities, loving and serving them at the point of their need. Our call to wander with God frees us to wander with those that are lost. The Kingdom of God is not found in our buildings, but in lives that wander with God. We are to be the presence of Christ in our nation, baptizing, seeing that people are cleansed and renewed through the power and the work of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are called to teach them the way of Christ, the way of love, of justice, of peace, the way of forgiveness, the way of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. And as with Abraham, we must realize that we do not go alone, but rather we go with God but that we will not be blessed. And even maybe even more importantly, that others will not be blessed if we do not go. Church, all who wander are not lost. The only thing certain in our nation today is that where we are today is not where we will be tomorrow. Let's be honest. Today, we don't know exactly what this means. Just as our schools, our businesses, and communities wander to new places in regards of public health, racism, and law enforcement, we must commit ourselves to wandering purposefully with God during these days, leaving behind the old country so that we might better experience and share the blessing of God. And let me say a word of encouragement to our law enforcement folks. This is not the season to, to disband law enforcement. This certainly is always a season in, in any institution, in any group that serves the public. There's always opportunities for conversation, for reforms, but, but here in Norman we are blessed. Our school resource officers provide a, a, a wonderful resource to our students at schools and, and protection in this age. Let us not forget the vulnerability of our students, and the tragic shootings that have been a part of the history of our nation over these last two decades. Our Citizens Police Academy is an attempt for Norman to reach out and to engage and to, to share responsibility coffee with a cop is another thing our our law enforcement here in norman is reaching out to us sure they're not perfect but this is a season for us certainly to seek reforms but to look at better equipping better training better screening better ways to engage our community church it's never easy to wander Because it means that we must leave some things behind. Maybe even relationships. And we must know that not everyone that we will confront on our way into the wilderness will welcome us. But we have the promise that God, that the Lord is with us. Surely as with Abraham. This means that those who bless us will be blessed. And those who are cursed will be cursed. But most importantly, that in and through us, all the families of the earth will be blessed. All the families of the earth will see and connect with a a people of salvation, for that is what we are called to go and to do. So my question for us, but maybe even more specifically for you today, is are you wandering? Are you wandering in your lostness? Are you wandering in the despair of today? If so, let me invite you to, to consider. Let me invite you to receive the new life of Christ filled with purpose and blessing. Not so that you can hold it on to yourself, so that you can be a blessing. Hear the Lord say to you, hear the Lord say to us today go forth from your country and your people to a land that I will show you. You will be blessed, and there you will be a blessing to the people you love and to all that you meet. All that is gold does not glitter, not all who wander are lost. As our nation wanders in lostness, let us go forth wandering with God. Let's pray. Father, what a powerful and beautiful picture and story of, of going to Abram and inviting him into covenant in relationship with You. And through that experience, he became Abraham, the father of a people, of a nation. A nation through which you sent your Son to bless, not just a people, but a world, the nations of the world. And Father, may we realize that today we are called also to go and to wander, not to wander aimlessly and without purpose and direction as the lost do, as the the confused do, but Father, to wander with you to wander with You through this wilderness that we experience here in our nation during these days, that as we wander with You, that we would come alongside of those that are lost, that are despairing, that are hopeless, that we might be a blessing to them to share Christ, to share life, faith, to share eternity. Father, stir our hearts Help us to follow after you and be obedient. We pray this in your name. Amen. We'll begin and we'll stand in just a moment. During this invitation song, this song of response, it's for you to respond to what God's doing in your life. Maybe God's calling you to be a little more uh, willing to wander with Him, to go forth with Him. Would you would you go forth? Maybe in your relationships with the church, God would stir you to say, we must go forth in some new ways. As we did last week, we're not going to invite folks to come forward. Certainly, we would invite you to follow up with an email or to, to connect with one of our ministers or deacons after church so that we could we can follow up and find a way we can meet. But let's stand, let's sing, and let's make our commitments to the Lord.